Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Welcome. I'm so glad you can join us on Mission Evolution, where we bring the latest knowledge from today's leading experts to support your evolutionary process. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiaka. This hour, we'll consider medical intuition and evolutionary approach. Medical intuition is a fascinating topic. The idea that someone can look into the physical body without dissecting or radiating it is a novel concept in our modern medical world. What exactly is medical intuition? How effective is it? Can it be proven scientifically? Is it a modern-day concept, or was it practiced by the ancient? But most importantly, can it be integrated with Western medicine? With us this hour to help us better understand medical intuition is the author of Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness, Wendy Coulter. Wendy is a certified medical intuitive, master certified wellness coach, and founder CEO of The Practical Path. Wendy's research on medical intuition is published in the peer-reviewed Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine. Her website, thepracticalpath.com. Wendy, thanks so much for joining us on Mission Evolution. Gwilda, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's it's um, a very interesting topic and very timely given all the stuff that we've been going through um, <laughs> medical-wise, I think, for the last several years. So what exactly is medical intuition? Well, medical intuition, sometimes it's easier to talk about what it isn't. <laughs> medical intuition is not a treatment. It's not an intervention. It's not a healing modality. It's actually an assessment skill of assessing the physical body and the biofield to see what's there, what the body wants to say. And that information is very useful to healthcare providers. So biofield, help us there. <laughs> so the biofield, actually, that name uh, uh, was given to this field of energy that surrounds the, the body. It's an electromagnetic field that surrounds and permeates the body. And from the ancient uh, spiritual texts, it's known as the, the chakra system and the auric field, uh, and also pran prana and, you know, lots and lots of words to describe this. And in 1992, a panel of experts got together at the National Institutes of Health 
and came up with the name biofield to describe this. So the biofield is really that non-physical energy that influences our physical and emotional energy too, as well as spiritual and mental. It, it has a lot of capacity. So how did, you, how did you first get involved in medical intuition? How did you even hear about it, much less become one? <laughs> you know, I, I hadn't didn't hear about it until after I was actually being a medical intuitive for a while. Uh, I, like many people, read um, Carolyn Mace's book, Anatomy of the Spirit, where she talks about medical intuition, really to the broader public for the first time. And I remember reading that book going, I think I, I, think I do this. <laughs> um, I've always been intuitive and... Uh, I remember being able to look at people and have a sense of, you know, how they were feeling physically um, and other ways too. Um, and that's not uncommon for intuitive people. When I became, uh, later in life, I became an energy healer, like many of your listeners, I'm sure. And in that process of energy healing, I noticed that I could actually see into the body and communicate with it. And that was a really uh, pivotal experience for me because I realized that the information that the body wanted to impart was very valuable to my clients. And that information was actually, in some cases, even more valuable than the energy work itself. So I became um, interested in knowing more about this assessment skill and practicing it and developing uh, my own version of it. And that's how I came to medical intuition. Uh, it's a really been a a bit of a circuitous route, but at the time I was working, there was really no place to study it formally. So uh, I what, started practicing. What form of energy medicine were you or do you practice? You know, I studied a lot of different kinds of modalities, again, like many people. Um, and what I was doing was something kind of a, a, amalgamation of things I had learned. <laughs> Uh, and it was energy out the palms and into the body and removing anything that could be removed. And it, it was, you know, it was just a very useful skill. So it wasn't one specific modality. It was kind of a mixture of modalities. So when, let me see if I understand here, when you're doing energy medicine, you're interfacing with that biofield around the body. Yes. Is that what's going on? Yes. Now, energy medicine is designed to be an intervention. Now, your doctor won't think about it the same way because it's not a drug or an antibiotic or a surgery. But what it is, is an intervention in the biofield. And what energy healing does is it's designed to remove blocks to, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that can block energy. So an energy healer, if you go to an energy healer, they're going to actually use their hands in some fashion or something, some, something like that, maybe a tuning fork or something along those lines to help remove or lessen energy blocks. What a medical intuitive does is we assess and evaluate the energy blocks so that we can see what the underlying causes are. Uh, one of the main reasons that I noticed uh, in my own practice that when I gave someone an, an, uh, a medical intuitive assessment, a visual assessment of what's going on first, I noticed that they could release on a deeper level than they could prior. And I found that that information uh, really helped uh, allow for more healing to happen. So that was really one of the main benefits of doing these assessments. And I noticed that I, any of your listeners are energy healers, you know that people can come back again and again and again with the same blocks and just not be able to release them. Medical intuition gets to the root cause and that's what helps you know people heal in the long run so and in the short run. When you're working with the root cause, if you will, we have um, uh, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual correct 
possibilities. Yes. As a medical intuitive, how do you know where it is and what it is? What a good question. <laughs> well, I look at the body uh, very much like um, an MRI view, seeing the anatomy, seeing the physiology, looking at the organs, looking at the systems, looking to see what's working, not working. Many medical intuitives de describe this as looking at an x-ray view. For me, I see it as very specific anatomy. It's really interesting. And also as energetic um, representations of anatomy. If I look at your heart and it looks like a big valentine, that doesn't mean your heart's a valentine. <laughs> it just means it might look that way in the moment. But what I'm looking for is what's going on in the physiology of the body that could be um, impacting or out of balance. That's the first thing. So you personally get kind of like a MRI view or a X-ray view where you're literally looking at the structure of the body? Well, I don't know if it's literal, but it's definitely representational. <laughs> So there's and a lot of metaphor involved. A lot. and uh, But here's the thing. It's not all symbology. I train students and I've trained myself to understand anatomy and look at anatomy because I need to see what's going on in the body. I need to know what the function of the liver is. I need to know what a healthy liver looks like. So uh, when I look at your liver, for example, I would have to, I would want to see exactly what's going on. And sometimes the liver will show me very, very specific anatomy and physiology, you know, the workings of it. And sometimes it'll show me in uh, more representational images. But either way, the information is there and the information is what I'm there to discern. So that's so, the first part. <laughs> so um, when you go to a, a hospital and you get an MRI, they won't tell you what's going on. They no. just take the picture <laughs> and they turn it over to somebody that's an expert reading the picture, who then turns that over to your medical doctor, who then deciphers it for you. Correct. Um, and there's a lot of wisdom to that because, you know, the technician doesn't necessarily know all the impact of what they're seeing. Yes. How does that translate then to medical intuition? Do you have a medical background and um, how can you tell what you're seeing and how do you know what to tell your, your <laughs> client and what not to tell your client? That's such a good question, Gwilda. And really what you're speaking to there is something that I, I, I put a lot of attention on in my work and in my programs, and that is the ethics part. What ethically is our scope of practice? What can we see? What should we say? What should we not say? Um, all of the information that I see in a medical intuitive session is designed for the client to take it to their doctors, their primary care doctors. I do not diagnose. I do not prescribe. None of that. That is not within my scope of practice. Although I will say that I have students who are MDs and are diagnosticians and work directly with patients, and that may be within their scope of practice, but it's not within mine. So what I do is I describe the information to the client, and I ask them to take that information to their primary care provider or a specialist or whoever uh, can take care of them and give them an accurate diagnosis. And it works really well, I have to tell you. It's a really wonderful position for medical intuitives because we can see things that can help doctors if there's many different uh, ways for them to go, uh, we can help them hone what it is they're, they're planning uh, for the, the patient's uh, treatments. And it, it does help. And there's a lot of information in the book about uh, with doctors who were willing to talk to me about how they work with their medical intuitives and the value that it's brought to their practice and to their patients. That, of course, is going to be my next question is how well is it received by doctors? Um, I, I know, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was like, 
you know, yeah. we're, we're not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. You know, this yeah. lady needs some meds, right? Yeah, so, right? So how's it being received now? What are you seeing? That's a, I'll give you a, a two part answer. Um, first of all, uh, I, I'm very blessed to speak at uh, integrative healthcare conferences, and I'm speaking to medical doctors, I'm speaking to nurse practitioners, nurses, uh, people from every aspect of healthcare. Uh, I'm also was very, very honored to teach uh, fourth year medical students at the Andrew Weil Center uh, at University of Arizona. So these are young, young doctors, you know, getting ready to get out there in the world. And they were fascinated by this. And every time I speak, people are fascinated by this, because when you think about the potential of medical intuition, which is frankly being already seen and used now, even though not many people know about it, the potential is limitless when it comes to uh, how a medical intuitive can be part of a healthcare team to help the uh, primary care physicians and the specialists really help their their patients. So it, it's very exciting. And people get excited when they start thinking about it, especially in these areas where conventional medicine is, doesn't really do the job as well as it could for whatever reason, you know, treatments aren't where they, you know, could be, I mean, really 20 years ago and even re more recently, Lyme disease went undiagnosed. Now it can be diagnosed. Now we have long COVID, which has a myriad of issues that are difficult to diagnose, difficult to get a handle on. And these are very much the kinds of people that a medical intuitive would see. Somebody who hasn't been, uh, able to get to the right answers through conventional medicine. And again, we don't diagnose, but we can see what's going on and that can help their doctors get them the right help. So when you're working with a client, um, do you get like an MRI gets a snapshot or can you move backwards and forward in time <laughs> and get more information that way? Well, I love your questions. <laughs> uh, the answer is both. Uh, we see a snapshot in time and if there is a permission to look, and that would be, you know, based on the body and the energy of the situation, we can look backwards for sure. And, and when I look backwards, I'm looking at life history. Where did this thing come from, right? Why did it manifest? That's really, really important information for people. Uh, because most of the time when we feel ill or something happens, it often seems like it comes out of the blue. And I'm here to say, as a medical intuitive, it never comes out of the blue. <laughs> There's always a reason that the body is manifesting something, and we want to know what that is. That's incredibly important information, maybe the most important information. So we want to look backwards in time, phys physically, but also in life history to see where something could have manifested into the present moment. Now, in terms of future, that's that's a little off limits because that's prognosis. And unless you have a license to prognose, we're not gonna do that. So what I can do is ask the body a series of questions about what it's wanting. What would it like to heal? How can it move forward in health? And those are very fascinating uh, answers to discuss with the body. So can you get an answer from the body? I mean, is it, is it ethical to say, okay, um, so now we have this presenting. What does it look like in six weeks if we do this? What does it look like in six weeks if we do that? Is, is that possible? Yes and no, because that really is prognosis. However, um, we can query and we can see what, what, what shows up, but all of it has to be languaged correctly to the client because they need to talk to their 
primary care providers and say, what would, what do you think of this idea before I do it? You know, what do you think of that? Do you think there might be a good outcome here? And, and you know, if, if the primary care provider, you know, gives their blessing, then by all means. But in terms of, you know, how could something heal, that's a conversation between the medical intuitive and the body. And there's a lot of information that can be gleaned without leaping into traditional prognosis. It seems like there's um, a real pitfall here in that your, your client may or may not have any medical training whatsoever. And what you do might suddenly seem magical to them. And you might have a lot more influence on them than what would be healthy, given that seeming magic pill. And they're probably desperate, too. Um, yeah. how, how do you work around that? Well, that magic word, ethics. <laughs> uh, how we language things, how we understand the power differential between the medical intuitive and the client is everything. And in my programs, uh, from the very beginning, we stress ethical language, we stress ethical practices. Um, between me and you, Gwilda, I don't believe it's taught very well uh, in the energy healing space sphere, at least not while I was coming up in energy healing. There was no discussion about ethics. I think there's more now, thank goodness. Um, but it in medical intuition specifically, because we're working with people with health issues. And, you know, unless we have that training and background, uh, we have to know our scope of practice and we have to be diligent with our ethics. And you're talking about what's called the power differential. And that also happens between doctor and patient, you know, between parent and child. These power differentials mean that someone turns over their, um, they give you more power than, you know, you need to have in these situations. So our language is all about empowering the client. That's the main thing, right? This information doesn't come from me. It comes from their body. So this is information for them to use to empower themselves. Do you find, again, because it's not a mainstream sort of thing, that you have to educate both your client and their practitioners? I would love to educate their practitioners more. <laughs> but uh, educating the client, sure. That's all part, again, of our ethical perspective and how we frame what it is we do. And so that they understand that their job, they have a job in this, and that is to uh, listen to the information, to get throw away if it doesn't sound good to them they don't have to take that information at all but anything that they want to use to make sure again they take it to their doctors they get their healthcare team to uh to understand what's happening and many of my clients tell their doctors that their medical intuitive suggested this or that right which is lovely when that happens uh in my book uh, I talk about um, a wonderful doctor, a New York doctor by the name of Dr. Mary Cohen, who works with a medical intuitive in the exam room with her patients, which is the model that just blew my mind when I, when I interviewed her and her medical intuitive. And they talked about how effective it is. And the two of them bounce, you know, what they perceive and their ideas off each other. And the patient is there and the patient can pipe in too. So it becomes this really wonderful a relationship of how to support someone's health, how to support the patient's health. And um, I, I was able to interview three of their patients who were just were over the moon about this particular model and how well it worked for them. And they were able to recover their health because of it. That's, that's phenomenal. That's what we want to see is that, that these modalities 
can work together um, for the benefit of the client, as well as collaboration between, um, again, modalities. Because what you're reading is in the energy field, correct? That's pretty much where everything's coming from. Yes, in the body and the energy field. I, I make two distinctions. I can read the chakra system and the auric field. That's what I would call the energy field. And also the physical body, the anatomy and physiology. And that's two different things to read in, in my in my world. <laughs> well, we're going to have to look at closer at how you get the information you do on the other side of a quick break. Wendy and I will return very shortly, so don't go away. This is Mission Evolution, www.missionevolution.org. Do you enjoy paranormal sci-fi romance, yet find yourself tired of the same old themes and storylines? Then you won't want to miss Kahir O'Donnell's latest exciting release, To Taste You Again. Alien Lord Kane McKean knew the moment that his destined mate was born. He watched from afar, waiting for her to grow from child to woman. However, before she was old enough, she was stolen from her home world by flesh pirates. Kane searched ten long years to find her held in a suspension chamber a ten-year-old girl in a woman's body. He rescued her and swore to give her time to grow up, but with his very life depending upon winning her as a mate, has he waited too long? Get your copy today. To Taste You Again by Kahira O'Donnell is now available on Amazon or kahiraodonnell.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Hello again. This is Mission Evolution, missionevolution.org. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. With us this hour, discussing the modern-day application of medical intuition is Wendy Coulter. Her website, thepracticalpath.com. Wendy, we were talking about, you know, how you see what you see and how you interpret what you see. Um, and sometimes you look in the uh, energetic field of the body and sometimes you look into the physical body. And you've mentioned a couple of times what the liver has to say to me. Does it just talk to you? How does, how does this information present itself? 
Oh, great. I love this question. So what we're talking about here are the intuitive senses. And uh, I like to call them the meta senses, meta meaning beyond, or an expanded uh, use of our five normal senses. I use several uh, meta senses. The main one that I use and the main one that I teach is seeing. So we have senses of feeling, senses of sight, senses of hearing, uh, they're all called the clairs. I'm sure your listeners have heard of these, meaning the clair means clear. It's a French word. So clear hearing, clear seeing, clear tasting, clear feeling. Uh, I use clear seeing, uh, and that's a skill called clairvoyance. That's a tricky word because it has a lot of <laughs> stigma attached to it, but really all it means is clear seeing. And um, and that's how I do it. I look into the body and I look into the biofield and I you know, have this conversation and I uh, find out what there is to see. So you've, and we, we touched on this before, sometimes you literally see what's going on and other times you get a metaphorical representation of what's going on. Yeah. How can you tell one from the other? <laughs> well, if it looks like anatomy, then it's the anatomy. <laughs> It's pretty simple, actually. But I'm also looking at life history. And I mentioned that earlier. And life history looks like watching a movie of somebody's life. I'm just literally looking at scenes uh, from their life. And what's interesting is that this is what the body can hold. The body and the biofield can hold so much information having to do with issues from our lives that might have gotten stuck in some way, energetically stuck in some way. So uh, is there any scientific studies on medical intuition? Well, you know, there's a lot of scientific studies on biofield practices, uh, and I would encourage people to look those up. There's a lot of um, uh, studies on intuition in healthcare, believe it or not. Uh, nurses and doctors have all, uh, there have been studies in conventional medicine on how nurses and doctors use their intuition, their gut feelings about patients and, you know, how that's borne out. There have been a handful of studies on medical intuition over the years, not a lot in recent times. Um, when I looked into the literature, I saw the last published research had been done in uh, 1997, and I think there was a very small study in 2002, but nothing for 20 years or more. And... Um, I realized that we needed more data on this skill. There are a lot of medical intuitives out there that have been working kind of under the radar. So um, I did a study uh, in 20, 2019. It was published in 2020. This was a subjective qualitative study, which is all we could do without, you know, funding, <laughs> a lot of funding. Uh, but I worked with some of my colleagues at uh, University of California, San Diego in their School of Medicine area. And uh, we had 67 uh, self-selected participants and five of my graduates. And I wanted to see the accuracy levels if we could gauge that, because uh, we knew anecdotally that we had really good results, but we wanted to see if we could, you know, get some data on it. And I'm very, very pleased to say that we were able to gather some very potent data um, we had a 94 to 98% accuracy rate, 94% accuracy um, subjectively uh, gauged or rated by the, the subjects on the medical intuitive's ability to locate accurately and describe accurately and assess accurately their physical body issues. And that was really powerful. Uh, that's a pretty high percentage. We also saw 98% accuracy in um, probable or possible life information that they could relate to regarding their health issues. Again, that's that history. How did this happen kind of thing? 
And uh, finally, we saw well, there's actually a lot of data, but the other piece that was really potent was we asked um, those of the participants who had a known diagnosis from their doctors, uh, how consistent was the medical intuitive with that diagnosis? And about half of them had a known diagnosis and they rated the medical intuitives as 94% accurate, uh, consistent, I should say, with that diagnosis. Now that's something the medical world wants to see more of, right? How does this work? How accurate is it to what we know is true, right? A blood test or a, a specific test or something that is can be diagnosed. And that kind of uh, data needs to be studied further. So, so yeah. Go, uh, so you're, um, when you're doing medical intuitive, if it's a structural issue, is it easier to get the information and understand the information than if it's a systemic one? So say, for instance, a virus or a this or a that versus um a bone that's out of alignment. Do you? It, can you? Is it difficult to uh, tell the things that are more microscopic? No, there's no, uh, there's no limit on that. In fact, we can see down to the cellular level. I was speaking with a scientist who asked me if we could see to the subatomic level, and I said, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> um, there's really no limits um, in terms of what's available to see. A lot of it has to do with what the body wants us to look at. Uh, that's the main, I, if you call it a limitation, I wouldn't call it a limitation, but um, the body is, speaks quite loudly, uh, you know, in terms of what it wants. So how, how do you know? How can you tell what the body wants? <laughs> well, we ask for priority, right? So we start with a full body scan. We see what, what we see in that moment. And sometimes it's, you know, right on with what the, the client wants us to look at. And sometimes, you know, it might be down the list a little bit because the body has its own perspective. The one thing that I would like everybody to understand about medical intuition is it's not the medical intuitive, it's the body and the, and the energy field that is asking to be seen in certain ways. You know, take a look at this, take a look at that, right? And uh, bodies have their own consciousness, which is something that I don't think has been studied a lot, <laughs> but it, they do. And because of that, uh, they have their own ideas. They, it, it, I know it sounds silly to say, you know, how does my elbow have its own ideas? But really what the body does is it wants you to listen to it. So one of the things that I offer to people, anyone, everyone out there, is a, is a workshop called Medical Intuition for Healing, where I teach you how to have that conversation with your body. It's very important for us in terms of self-healing to listen and pay attention to what's going on so that we can help our bodies heal. So there's a there's another aspect that I would really like to look at is there's a lot of power in the observer effect. So what kind of, you say you don't do treatment, but what kind of an impact does it have when you draw, your attention is drawn to an area and ergo, by what you're telling your client, their attention is drawn to an area. What impact does that have? Well, hopefully a healing impact. <laughs> hopefully um, that information is useful. Uh, that's the whole point that this, this uh, skill is meant to be useful for the client so that they can take this information, assimilate it, use it, take it to their doctors, uh, and, and really uh, turn the corner. Uh, the, the biggest testimonial I get from my happy clients is that the, the session they had with me was instrumental in them 
uh, seeing their issue in a different way, getting healing, uh, finding new avenues to heal. Over and over, I hear that this is a turning point for people in their healing process, partially because it's a validation of what their bodies are asking for. And one of the things we know about biomedicine, conventional medicine, is people often feel like they're put through the mill. They're just, you know, kind of cookie cutter approach to healthcare, which doesn't work. It doesn't work for anyone. Uh, and it certainly doesn't work if there's an issue that's tricky or not within the purview of certain kinds of uh, healthcare. So, you know, healthcare needs medical intuition. That's my that's my soapbox right there. <laughs> so I'd like to back up a little bit. You mentioned that there's no limit as to how small you can look, mm -hmm. um, but if you're looking really small, the issue might seem much larger than the perspective that we've been trained into. So, in other words, you're telling your client, "Well, I see, you know, some some cells that are." Um, distorted. Uh, of course, first thing that comes to mind is cancer. How big an issue is it? Or is this something that the body takes care of all the time? How do you, how do you dance around all of that? You know, it, these are great questions, Gwilda. And really the answer to all of that is, um, you know, our ethical language, our understanding of what our scope of practice is, how to say what to, we see, um, and how to assist the client and support the client in getting the help they need. Um, it's not that things look larger or smaller. Uh, we, I would ask for priorities <laughs> from the body. What's the priority here? Uh, and that helps the client understand, you know, what's going on for them. It, it's really a case by case. So if you're reading the energy field of the body, um, does illness break out in the energetic field before it manifests physically? Are you able to see which direction that things are going if things don't change? Yes, uh, medical intuition is known and sort of uh, lauded for seeing things before they manifest because they are happening on a cellular level before they happen on a broader level in the body. They're happening on a very microscopic level. And so, yes, medical intuition can see that. Uh, there's numerous uh, case reports about that. Uh, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting feature. Um, again, uh, that kind of information is incredibly useful for the client. I think about it. <laughs> if your medical intuitive is telling you they're seeing something, a potential for something, and it's always a potential, uh, then you have the ability to take action, right? Before anything could manifest. And that's very useful. Very empowering. And at the same time, if the person takes action and then nothing comes to pass because the action has been taken, it doesn't help us validate the form, does it? Well, we'll have we'll have to find other ways to validate. But that's really one of the values of medical intuition is being able to do this overview to see what's going on and uh, help our clients, um, you know, as they move forward in their health journey. So this it's a baby form right now um in, in as far as how how often it's used or recognized within the mainstream is it an old form has it been around for a long time did our ancestors use it i think this kind of skill has been around since humans uh <laughs> stood upright and walked around and maybe before that uh yeah this is a very human skill uh, very uh, natural. Intuition is natural. It, the question is how to develop it. So when I uh, wrote the book, I wanted to see how far back I could go. <laughs> and of course, you can go all the way back to the Oracle of Delphi. <laughs> but what I wanted was uh, recorded information on 
the skill that I practice. And what I found was in the uh, late 1700s and the early 1800s, all the way through to almost the late 1800s, so a big chunk of time, almost 100 years, uh, there was um, a skill called mesmerism. And that was uh, created by Franz Mesmer, a German, uh, I think he was a physician, I could be wrong. Uh, but he, that's an early form of hypnotism one of the first. So he started mesmerizing people, he called it, and putting them into a light trance state for healing purposes. And his work actually is the foundation of much of today's energy healing techni techniques. It's really fascinating to, it was fascinating to read about him. Well, what his students found as time went on is when they put people into a light trance state or a mesmerized state, many of them could diagnose themselves <laughs> accurately and also uh, recommend treatments accurately. So that was a phenomenon and that the scientists and the physicians of the time were writing about it and sharing this information in Western Europe and parts of Europe. Uh, and it was it just took the world by storm, that part of the world. And uh, it became very, very popular amongst the public and very, very skeptical amongst the scientific and medical uh, you know, societies. So there were a couple of um, uh, royal royal inquiries about it. And in 1831, uh, it was demonstrated as accurate. People could do this. Um, and uh, almost immediately afterwards, the backlash came. And by the end of the 1800s, uh, mechanistic medicine, or bio, as we know it today, biomedicine, that there's mechanical reasons for illnesses and not these energetic reasons or that you can't even look at it with intuition and all the rest of that. That was just swept under the rug. <laughs> So it really wasn't until Edgar Cayce in the um, early 1900s through the mid-1900s when he came uh, onto the scene, uh, his work was highly lauded and he worked very closely with doctors. Um, and then Carolyn Mace uh, in the eight, uh, 1980s and, and into the present, uh, her work also, she worked with Dr. Sheely. So it, it's very helpful to work with the scientific and medical field. And that's, and again, where I believe this work belongs. It belongs in that, in that area so that we can assist and support. So Wendy, it's about that time that I need to ask <laughs> you, what is your mission? Oh, I love that. My mission is to bring medical intuition into uh, the public awareness and into the awareness of the integrative health field so that medical intuitives can be incorporated and used in healthcare. Uh, and so we can help our clients and our patients heal. It's a beautiful mission because this has been around a long time. It's been effective a long time. And why not use it in mainstream? Um, except the insurance companies might have something to say about that. But then there's more of us than there is them, isn't there? <laughs> you know, it's 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 all of these things are, uh, uh, you, they take doing. And, you know, acupuncture is accepted by healthcare and by, you know, and acupuncture is a wonderful energy modality with all these beautiful things. And so we can see progress. And I, I'm very positive and hopeful for the future. <laughs> I'm with you there. So I understand you have a school where you teach this modality. Is your school certified? And if so, by whom? 
Yes, um, my school is called The Practical Path, and I teach the Medical Intuitive Training, which is a two-level program, all taught live online. So we have students from all over the world. Uh, that, that program itself is for uh, wellness practitioners. So uh, you can go to the website and see what those qualifiers are. That is a certification track program. It is accredited by several uh, organizations for an, an continuing education uh, for nurses and chiropractors and uh, acupuncturists, among others, um, health, health coaches as well. Uh, and that is a, a one-year program. And that's those are the students that are getting those 94 to 98% accuracy rates. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How many, how many people is this is um, an online course. Does that mean that you're teaching in person online or do you have yes. them pre-recorded and they can take them at their own pace? How does that work? I found over the years that mentoring and live teaching is the best way to learn this. I created a fast track program. So we really want to, you know, get that education in. There's tons of practice. There's case reports. It's uh, intensive. Uh, so these are taught on four weekends a month. Uh, through uh, for essentially one year. There's a break in between the levels. Uh, but that that's the work to do. Uh, it's mentored by myself and my, my teaching staff. And uh, people really find it um, very potent and useful right away. Uh, so that's what it's designed to do. Well, it sounds like you're, you're going a long way towards seeing your vision, isn't aren't you? Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We're, we're just about out of time. Um, but Wendy, what is your dream for medical intuition in the future? Well, I would like to see medical intuitives in every hospital, uh, in every clinic, uh, in every ER. Uh, and I'd like to see medical intuitives working alongside doctors. And I would love to see doctors who are openly intuitive and can use it uh, as long with nurses and, and be accepted by their uh, by their milieu. <laughs> I'd like to see this as a part of healthcare training and education. And that's my goal. Well, it looks like you're moving a long direction towards that goal. And Wendy, congratulations, you just released your new book, didn't you? Yes, Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. And it's chock full of information on the skill and the history of it, and the future of it. Um, and I hope people pick it up. It's available wherever books are sold. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time, Wendy. Thank you so much for joining us once again on the show. Gwilda, thank you for having me. Our guest this hour has been Wendy Coulter. Wendy is a certified medical intuitive, master certified wellness coach, and the author of Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. Her website, thepracticalpath.com. This has been Mission Evolution with Gulda Wiecka. For more information or to enjoy past archived episodes, visit missionevolution.org. Please be sure to join us right here next time as this mission continues bringing information, resources, and support to our rapidly evolving world.